I want to share a, a reflection with you on the idea of dying with your music still in you, which is a quote from the late, great Wayne Dyer, and also the title of a book that his daughter wrote. And I want to share it with you because I don't, I don't remember when I first heard this phrase, dying with your music still in you, but I'm pretty positive that as soon as I heard it, it instantly became my life's biggest fear. <laughs> And I know I'm not the only one like this is a very and probably because, you know, like reflects like and whoever we're interacting with, like friends and clients and a lot of people in my life have this fear of never living up to their full potential, air quotes, never living up to their full potential, dying with their music still in them, however you want to phrase it. And what I want to say is, spoiler alert, life is happening now. Honey. We're live. We are live streaming our music. We are live. We are alive. It is happening now. Are you choosing your music? Are you letting your music be selected for you? You know, is it like lip syncing? Is it an original tune? What's the beat? What's the jam? What's the bop? I want to know because life is happening. You are playing music. Let's acknowledge and appreciate the music that you have been playing and sharing to date. Let's acknowledge it. Let's appreciate it. Let's observe it. Let's take note, literally and musically, figuratively, of what is the music that you've been playing to this point? What does it mean to you? What's significant to you? What feels really true? Like, yes, you're right. I have this like arm's length imaginary creative project that I'm keeping out there. And I feel like some kind of sense of panic and urgency that if I don't put it out there in this very specific form, then ah, I ran out of time. I died with my music still in me. Fail. And that's actually just not how it works. To be cheesy, your life is your masterpiece. And it's now playing in theaters and parking lots where I'm sitting recording like a creep because there's actually a little gymnastics place right in front of me. <laughs> I just got out of a massage. But I, I thought about this in my massage and I wanted to record it with you before I even go home because this is my music for tonight that I don't want to die with this music still in me. I wanted to share this reframe with you and this perspective perception shift with you in hopes that it helps wake you up to realize that Life is happening now. Your music is playing. How do you feel about it? And I really, truly mean it in two ways. One, can you honor who you are? And can you honor what you have done and who you've been and what you have created in your life to this point? Can you honor it and see that that is music, that that is beautiful? that it doesn't need someone else's validation or a very specific form for it to be valuable and worthy and meaningful and an expression of who you are in this lifetime, that you were here, that you are here, and that this day is a gift. It might be a freaking challenge too, okay, but also a gift because not everybody woke up this morning, but we did. And on that note, thinking about gratitude for life's music and things, if you're a parent also, challenge yes and huge blessing and I was thinking about this because I was musing on this idea of dying with your music still in you me not you me whatever um earlier this year like months ago and I was in a group of facilitators demartini method facilitators and I'm like has anybody done the work on the fear of dying with your music still in you because I think it's a big thing for me and a lot of my clients so I started thinking out loud and kind of coaching myself through it 
And I'm like, okay, what are the benefits? Because if we have a fear, we're just perceiving there are more drawbacks than benefits to something. So what are the benefits to me and my highest values if I did air quotes, die with my music still in me? So for me, it's this freaking book, this first Naptime Empire's book that I really want to get out there. So that's just the easiest low-hanging fruit of the figurative music, the metaphorical music. Um, and it's like, you know what? Okay, what if something were to happen to me, for example, on my way home tonight? I'm not speaking that to life. I don't think that's going to happen. I have great plans for tasting my birthday cake with my own teeth at age 100. But if that were to happen, what's the benefit to me, to my kids? You know, And what I realized was then they would know without a doubt, which hopefully I want them to know, that they are my music. Like being able to help them enter this world is one of the greatest gifts of my life. Being able to help and hopefully support them and kind of stay out of the way of them developing into who they were authentically, genuinely meant to be and following their interests and learning and supporting and challenging them in that process. Like that's my life's work. That is freaking beautiful music. I love my people. They're not my people, right? Through me, not of me or whatever the expression is. But like, I was thinking about that and I was like, for example, Wayne Dyer's daughter wrote a book called Don't Die With Your Music Still In You. And here I'm calling her Wayne Dyer's daughter because I blipped, you know, I Googled her name is Serena. Thank you, Serena, for writing the book. But like, for example, one benefit, if I didn't become as famous as Wayne Dyer is that my kids wouldn't feel like they have to live up to something. You know what I mean? So the book, Serena's book is actually about like growing up with the parents that she grew up with and whatever. And I haven't read it, but I'm sure it's great. And she has her own career in her own right. But does that make sense to you? Like the example of what I'm saying, it's like, there is a benefit if you don't just go blow your whole like life out of the water and become this, you know, world renowned speaker, author, musician, literally, whatever it is. Well, then your kids don't have that pressure of living up to it because let's be honest, that's a thing. The second generation that comes to follow, there's a lot of family dynamics at play there. So anyway, that's a sidebar, but that's just one example of a benefit that I'm saying. It's like, it's okay. My kids are cool no matter what, whether I do my thing and become really well-known in my industry for whatever the mark is that I want to make here, or if I don't, that is a beautiful, perfect thing. I get to decide. So that's one piece of it is to take the fear away. Like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to be okay. If you don't reach this like pinnacle of whatever it is that you're perceiving is a check mark, yes or no, pass, fail. That's not how life works. Everyone's going to be okay. That's one part of it. And then, like I said, the other part of it is appreciating what your life is demonstrating. What is the music that you're playing and loving it and appreciating it for who you are and who you've been to this point. Because when you can stop the freak out and you can dissolve the fear around this, you are free to move around the cabin because you're defogging your emotional windshield and you're free to just be and express and to trust your pace and to know that it's perfect in whatever form it comes and whatever timeline that it comes, we're all going to be all right. You are a musician, air quotes, of life and magic. No matter what form it has taken, no matter what form it takes in the future, you are here and you are the masterpiece. You cannot die with your music still in you. It is coming out. Like it or not, we're live. What are you going to do about it? I'd love to know if this made any sense to you. <laughs> so hit reply. Um, follow the link to the comment box and share your thoughts because I would love to know 
what this shakes loose for you. If it helps you feel like, oh, okay, it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. And then that's the sneaky thing is when you let yourself know it doesn't have to be that big of a deal, then you can kind of, again, free yourself to go do the thing. But because you genuinely want to, not because you feel like you have to, to earn a cookie for humanity in this lifetime. Okay, that's all I got. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, technically that was the end of the episode, but since you're still here, one, I'd love to thank you for spending part of your day with me, and two, I'd love to ask you if you would take 30 seconds, maybe 60, to leave a rating and review in your podcast app before you tap out today. If you've already done that, it's amazing. Please send me a screenshot so I can thank you personally, and know that sharing this episode with a friend has the same magical powers, and I deeply appreciate both. Also, in case you're listening to the end to see if I ever actually introduce myself, hi! My name is Nikki Elledge Brown. I'm the host and author of Naptime Empires and this here on her terms podcast. You can find me around the internet at Nikki Elledge Brown in most places, but what you may appreciate most is actually over at onherterms.com. It's what I call the insider library. It's where you can get inside scoop, first listen rights, email updates every time there's a new episode, and then special insider only bonus content. It's all over in our private feed. Okay, that's a wrap for real. I'll meet you in the next episode.